It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is July 5th, and welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Hope you had a fantastic July 4th, wherever you are in the world. Hopefully you saw fireworks and had time to spend with your family, drink a little beer, relax, and talk some Thunder basketball, which is exactly what we're going to do today because that's what we do every Monday through Friday here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, although we did take the day off yesterday, but I think that's okay because we did an emergency podcast on Sunday. Either way, we make it work. And we do our best to entertain and inform you or inform you here on the Locked on Thunder podcast or inform, whatever the hell that means. Um, Welcome. Today, we're obviously going to talk about Raymond Felton, but I'm going to save that for segment number two because I truly honestly believe that Raymond Felton deserves the Nick Collison treatment. And I'll explain exactly what that means coming up in segment number two because I'm extremely fond of Raymond Felton, which I don't think I've made any secret of here on the podcast that there's just an immense amount of respect that I have for this guy and an immense amount of respect I have for his current teammate, Carmelo Anthony, which leads us into segment one, which is the big question on everybody's mind is what is the Thunder going to do with Carmelo Anthony And the majority of Thunder fans out there, I think if I were to run a poll at G-E-E-H-S-O or at LockedOnThunder.com, I'm going to estimate that no less than 90% of Oklahoma City Thunder fans want to see Carmelo Anthony someplace other than in a Thunder uniform. And I know I find myself in the minority, but I'll explain why I think that's a little tougher decision for Sam Presti then maybe what you might be thinking it is. It seems like an easy decision because of how much money it's going to save you on the cap to just discard the guy, stretch him, alleviate that tax bill. But is it really that simple? So we talk about that in segment number one. And in segment number three, we get ready for the summer league. We'll dive a little bit more into DeMarcus Cousins at some point during the podcast today and what that means for Golden State. And obviously, we got to talk about who's out there and what the Thunder could possibly do with Carmelo Anthony and how to help out their three-point shooting, which is the biggest question, in my opinion, that the Thunder have now going into this season. My name's Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while. I am currently working for another publication called Thunder Digest. I've been hosting this podcast for a few months. And real quick, we are addressing the errors I know that a lot of you try and listen via iPhone and smartphone, and there have been some errors on that, so I'm trying to fix that. So maybe if you're on your computer, you're able to listen to the podcast today. I don't know about smartphones, but uh, we're 
We're getting to all that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast because we want to do our best to serve you. And remember, you can go to LockedOnThunder.com for all our archive podcasts plus audio and video from players, coaches, and front office types. Let's get started today by talking about Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I know Raymond Felton signed. And I know that that was the big news yesterday or the day before yesterday, last night. Raymond Felton signs a one-year deal worth $2 million plus here in Oklahoma City. But, the, but what really compounded everything was this $300 million combined, or north of $300 million combined in salary and tax money that the Oklahoma City Thunder are set to pay right now. The good news is for the Thunder is you don't have to pay that at the beginning of the year. The, the NBA assesses that at the end of the season. And there's ample time for the roster to change because the Thunder have, I think, until August 1st to make a decision on what they're going to do about Carmelo Anthony. There's also Kyle Singler, which, yes, I know everybody, but I feel so bad for Kyle Singler. I don't think there is a player in Thunder history I honestly feel worse for than Kyle Singler. Okay, maybe Mitch McGarry. And I think the reason I feel bad for Mitch McGarry is because Mitch had some demons that he was fighting and just never seemed to to be able to get over those. And I I consider myself a sympathetic, empathetic person and, or pathetic. I mean, hey, I mean, ask my wife. She thinks I'm just flat out pathetic. So Mitch McGarry is a guy that I, I always felt bad for because he never was able to get over his issues. But Kyle Singler. I mean, first of all, anybody, if you are, if somebody puts that deal in front of you, we're all going to take it. And at the time Kyle Singler got signed, there were other teams, namely the San Antonio Spurs, that were interested in this guy. And maybe they were just interested because they knew that the Thunder might bite and overpay for a dude that wasn't going to perform. Who knows? There's all sorts of shenanigans that, that go on in these things. But he signs a deal that all of us would have taken. None of us would have blamed anybody for taking that deal. And then he doesn't perform. And it will never, it will never go away for me that I think it was last was, was last year. Yeah, it had to be last year at one of the games where there was this lady sitting next to me. And she's disabled. She's in a wheelchair. I was in one of the 100 sections. And she, I was sitting on Mini Row in one of the 100 sections. She's sitting next to me in a wheelchair. And she's on oxygen. She's on oxygen. Rabbit Thunder fan. Can't remember her name. But Kyle Singler goes in and she says, quote, Kyle Singler is a waste of the air that I breathe. Which is exactly how most Thunder fans feel about him. Not just his lady, but most Thunder fans. And by all accounts, he's a nice guy. He's an interesting cat to talk to. Him and Steven Adams would do a killer podcast. I don't think it's something that you would be able to turn off. But I digress long enough to tell you that I feel bad for Kyle Singler. So now Carmelo Anthony, you're like, dude, just shut up and get to Carmelo Anthony. Okay, Carmelo Anthony. I don't think that this is an easy decision for Sam Presti. I was reading a lot on this this weekend. And it was said by some NBA players who want to remain anonymous to blogs and websites saying that Paul George would not have agreed to come back if the roster wasn't going to change. And that may very well be true. But aside from Nerlens Noel, this roster hasn't changed one bit. 
And Carmelo Anthony's going, simply put, Carmelo Anthony will be here if Paul George and Russell Westbrook want him here. It's that simple. Now, do they want him here? TBD. Th- that That's what, what we still haven't found out, and I don't think we will actually know that till the Thunder pull the trigger on Carmelo Anthony. The other thing is, is that you look at who's available free agent-wise. Vince Carter's a guy I wouldn't mind the Thunder bringing in. You could get him for cheap. You could always bring back Corey Brewer, who's not bad from beyond the arc. But truthfully, there's not just a lot of great three-point shooters out there. And despite the year that Carmelo Anthony had, you need that on the Oklahoma City Thunder's roster. Now, there are rumors that Carmelo Anthony would immediately go to the Lakers, and who knows, maybe a change of scenery for Carmelo Anthony and being around LeBron James, and maybe the Lakers are going to use him a little bit better than what the Thunder use him, or at least use Carmelo Anthony more to his liking. Maybe that all works out. And ultimately... One day I'm thinking, you know what, Carmelo's here, and I may be wrong, and the Thunder may just be willing to pay that bill because the guys on the team want him, and you can't replace what he brings to the locker room, and you can't replace his three-point shooting, at least at this moment. But then you start looking at the bill, and I disagree with some of the stuff that's being said on blogs that the Thunder aren't built to win a championship. Well, the only reason they're not built to win a championship or be in better position to win a championship is because of what Golden State's doing. And think about this for a second. With Golden State adding DeMarcus Cousins, how many teams in the NBA can you say right now are built to win a championship? But it goes back to what I said earlier, which is if you're Clay Bennett, how much do you want to pay if the best you can get out of the money you're spending is going to the Western Conference Finals. I don't think anybody wants to pay a whole lot of money for that. The Thunder need to have a tremendous chip on their shoulder. I've said that before too, but it it, it just goes to show you that there's a lot of people that are doubting the Oklahoma City Thunder, and right now they're just in, in a really weird situation. I mean, maybe getting rid of Carmelo Anthony is the easiest decision in the world, and it's a done deal. I need to see it to believe it. Yes, it would not sit well with me if Carmelo Anthony left. But then again, I'm not looking at it from a basketball standpoint. I'm just looking at it from a guy that has to deal with him in media scrums. And I'd much rather deal with Carmelo Anthony than just about anybody else on the Thunder. And that reason alone is not enough to keep him here. And if you ask me today, yeah, I think he's gone. Yesterday, two days ago, I I think he's here. I still want to see him in Oklahoma City. I think he can be a very valuable piece to this team, both on and off the court. But Sam Presti and Clay Bennett just have to decide, is he worth the money? And certainly the the, the on-court Carmelo Anthony didn't give you enough last year. (laughs) He just didn't, he didn't give you enough to justify that salary. So... Dump him, stretch it over three years. You've got till August 1st to do that. And then see if you can't find someone in the meantime to kind of fill that hole. And maybe you trudge along until the trade deadline and then somebody's willing to make a move to help you get that three-point shooting that you so desperately need to compete with Golden State. If that is, in fact, what the ultimate goal is this year to, to, to win the West and have an opportunity to compete for a championship 
Maybe the goal is just to make it to the playoffs and see where you are next year and just make the team better. So other free agents that are out there on the market see Paul George and Russell Westbrook working together and maybe they're more attracted to come to Oklahoma City. There are short plans, there are long-term plans, and it's just a matter of what the Thunder want to accomplish right now in the near future determines ultimately what Carmelo Anthony's fate is. And look, I'm not going to... I'm not going to criticize people for spending money. I'm not going to criticize people for not wanting to spend money. But I do think ultimately what we look at with the Oklahoma City Thunder is they're not cheap. And as fans, we're always going to worry about that because we wonder if that's going to be passed along to us in the form of higher ticket prices. And if we're paying higher ticket prices, well, we're going to want more bang for our buck. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Hope you are enjoying what we're laying down today. And if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. Coming up in segment number two, I'm going to tell you why Raymond Felton deserves the Nick Collison treatment. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Just a quick update about the Summer League roster, and I will, um, I'll reference this again in segment number three just in case you forget. But the Summer League roster will be out in a couple of hours as of the recording of this podcast. So I'm thinking around 11 o'clock Central Time. So unfortunately, I recorded the podcast before the Summer League roster was out. And we will discuss the Summer League roster in a lot more depth tomorrow as the Thunder get ready to play their first Summer League game against the Charlotte Hornets. And that's coming up, I think, at 4 o'clock Central Time. I'm not 100% certain on the time because I saw this right before I went in to record. And sometimes I don't have all that information pulled up in front of me, but I think it's 4 o'clock Central Time on ESPNU. You can see how the Thunder Summer League roster is shaping out. Um, Raymond Felton signs this year, or signs this week. I was doing backflip because I absolutely love Raymond Felton. Just love this guy. One, he plays extremely hard. Two, go back to the whole selfish media scrum thing. He's just a a delight to deal with. He's not short on opinions. He'll tell you exactly what he's thinking. You get answers out of a guy like Raymond Felton. And he's just good for the locker room. He's a good veteran leader for the locker room that balances balances some things out and can certainly be a guy that younger players go talk to for advice. I also think he's a guy that Russell Westbrook and Paul George could talk to for advice. And he's older than both of those guys. He's been in the league longer. Again, go back to another reason why I see Carmelo Anthony is valuable, but whatever. Raymond Felton deserves the Nick Collison treatment. And what I mean by that is there is a belief 
amongst Thunder fans, and I think if you talk to anybody in the organization, they'll tell you this too, because I've been told this by people in the organization, that when and if Nick Collison wants to come back and do something for the Oklahoma City Thunder, that opportunity is going to be afforded to him because of the years of service that he gave to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the fact that he played with this team for his entire career, and he was just a model representative, which is exactly what Raymond Felton is. And even though Raymond Felton did not, or is not going to have the years of service that Nick Collison is, and Raymond Felton's name won't be synonymous with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think when you think Raymond Felton, if his name is synonymous with one team, it'll probably be the Knicks. I don't think his time in Dallas, or was it Denver? I don't think that rings a bell with most people. But because he comes in and he wants to be a good soldier, in fact, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. Again, I had not planned to do this, but I'm going to play this for you. I asked Raymond Felton about wanting to come back, wanting to play in Oklahoma City, knowing that he was a free agent and it was essentially up to the team to bring him back. Here's what Raymond Felton had to say at his exit interview. Oh, man, I don't know what my future may hold. You know, I guess we'll see what happens July 1st, but uh, I will say I would love to be back to be a Thunder. That's for sure. What What's... What has this year been like for you just just overall? What was the, the biggest takeaway you will have from this season? Just the opportunity, the the experience, um, playing in front of probably the best fans in the, in the NBA. You know, fans have been amazing. I've been on teams where you lose two games, you get booed, and, you know, people say all kind of things to you. But here, you know, win, lose, draw, whatever, you know, these fans got your back 100%. You know, we come in last night, 4 a.m. in the morning, and they all out there waiting for us. You know, you know that's that's something that's unheard of in the NBA. You know, I'm used to that in college basketball. That's something I've never seen before here in the NBA. So, and I've been in the league 13 years. But uh, the season's been great, man. You know, it's obviously it didn't end it the way we, we quite wanted it to. But uh, overall, you know, it's been a great year. Um, I've had fun, you know. Uh, grew a lot of relationships with some guys, you know, made some brothers, you know, some some new some new brotherhood I have now on this team, and um, that's going to last forever, so I, I can say that. But, um, I mean, overall, man, it's, it's an A-plus, man. I, I love to hear. And, of course, Raymond's a guy that's spent some time out of the league, but he certainly values his time here in Oklahoma City And as long as he continues to prove his worth, if this guy wants to be on the coaching staff, if he wants to be scouting, if he wants to be in the front office, I would like to see him get that opportunity. I'm not talking about a a banner being hung from the rafters, as people have suggested with Nick Collison. People have talked about his jersey being retired. I'm not talking about just him replacing a guy like Michael Cage and and being the, the... color analyst for the Oklahoma City Thunder broadcast, but what I am talking about is just a guy that can be influential and always be there as a great ear for players, both young and veteran, and I think you just got to bring this guy back. Boogie Cousins, let's jump into him real quick. Biggest signing so far of the offseason, yes, bigger than Paul George, bigger than LeBron James. I said it because it just cements how good Golden State's going to be. And I get a tweet from Thunder and Lightning who's like, man, dude, he's not going to be back until 
February. So how good is he going to be? Well, if you ask DeMarcus Cousins, he says he's going to be back by the end of September, ready to go for training camp. Golden State's good enough where they can bring him along slowly. And let's just play that scenario out that DeMarcus Cousins is healthy, but Golden State doesn't want to rush him back because the Achilles injury can get tricky. All that's fine and well. All that really matters in this league is the playoffs. And when it comes to Golden State, you add a guy like DeMarcus Cousins in February. Hell, you add him in March or April. And I know that there's deadlines for these things. But you just, you do that. You just bring, you actually, I guess for an injured player, there's really not. But anytime you bring DeMarcus Cousins back, it just makes the Golden State Warriors that much tougher in a playoff run. So let's just say they scuffle along for the regular season without DeMarcus Cousins for the for the first half of it. And even going into the second half, they're waiting till after the All-Star break to bring DeMarcus Cousins back. Fine and well. Because once he comes back, they get that much better. And you go from maybe being a three seed because you just haven't played as well. You've just kind of gone through the motions and you're just better than everybody else. You go from being a three seed, even if you are the three and you end up the three, you're still the overall number one seed on paper because of your talent. And they didn't need any more three-point shooting, but dang, they got it. And that's why if I sounded a little bummed by the signing of Nerland's Noel in the last podcast, it was because I really wanted to see a guy like Brooke Lopez because he sort of matches DeMarcus Cousins' skill set, at least from beyond the arc. I'm not saying he's as good or as talented or as physical as, as DeMarcus Cousins, but he's certainly a guy that I would rather have in the Thunder's arsenal than Nerlens Noel. That being said, with Nerlens Noel, it's not like I'm not rooting for the guy. I liked him at Kentucky. I liked him with the 76ers. I was hoping his time in Dallas would be a little bit better. And maybe just coming to the Oklahoma City Thunder, that change of scenery turns things around for him, and he can succeed up to his potential here in Oklahoma City. Again, for the Thunder, low risk, high reward. Coming up next, the Thunder roster for the Summer League is not out, but what are the most important things we need to be looking for? We will discuss that next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I'm Eric G. And I hope you had a really good 4th of July. And uh, if you're in another part of the world and you didn't have the day off, I hope your work week is going fantastic. So the Summer League roster isn't out as of the time that we put together this podcast. I think the thing I'm most interested in seeing is, one, I'm very interested in in, uh, Kevin Hervey and just how healthy he is, how he's playing with this team. Also, Devin Hall, you want to see him. But then you have... Other guys who are already on the Thunder roster, like a Terrence Ferguson, which this is going to be great for him because he gets some valuable minutes under his belt that certainly uh, can help him out. I think a guy like Dakari Johnson can still benefit from playing 
in the summer league. There's also a former Iowa State player that, that's coming on, but we will discuss the summer roster in earnest tomorrow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. But when you have a draft and you're bringing in free agents, um, what is it? Bryce Alford, that's another guy I'm very interested in. It's, uh, I don't want to say it's an art form necessarily to put to put together the roster, but I would like to know exactly what's being discussed. How many guys who are already on the roster that you just need to get playing time versus guys you want to see that you may be keeping in the back of your mind for a future signing? Here is Sam Presti, and I think we got a little bit of Will Dawkins in here, but here's a good long cut of Sam Presti at least talking about how that summer roster is built and what may ultimately happen with the summer roster. Or where are you? Well, well, again, that's another reason why we're we're here late. <laughs> um, you know, Will and uh, Jesse Gould, uh, we're spending a lot of time after the draft just trying to populate that group, trying to figure out who exactly um, is going to is going to be there from our group, uh, as well as um, some free agents and things like that. Um, it changes all the time. You know, the draft generally takes a precedent, and then there'll be some changes that come from that after that'll affect the summer league roster, but that should be done, you know, relatively quickly. And we'll feel pretty good about it. We'll have a bunch of our guys, you know, from uh, from our team or the blue and the blue team that'll be playing, and then uh, the guys that we're able to select tonight and then some other guys that we want to take a look at as well. So, um, you know, we're excited about that. Just to confirm, you anticipate both of these guys will be available for the for summer league. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, um, they'll be back. They'll be in here uh, the next few days to start training and working out, um, and then uh, they'll have a chance to meet you guys. I think probably once summer league practice starts is what we're is what we're kind of uh, spitballing right now. Uh, Tumbleson's not here tonight, as you can tell. So we're barely we're barely making it. <laughs> you know. So, um, but um, but yeah. So we'll, we'll, you'll be able to meet these guys, and as Will said, I think you'll you'll enjoy them both and have a chance to get to know them and their stories. Do you kind of have a plan in place already, or is it yet to be determined in terms of how you're going to bring these guys along? Um, you know, with Dakari was a guy that spent multiple seasons mm-hmm. in the G League. Uh, what do you think's the plan, considering that these guys are a little bit farther ahead? In terms of their collegiate um, you know what? You know the thing I would say is that uh, when guys get to the NBA, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how old they are, I and mean, they become professionals as soon as they get drafted. So, um, uh, the, the the fact that they're uh, older um, in years doesn't really change the plan or or the way we would approach it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to get to know them as players first. Uh, try to understand. You know where their their opportunities for growth are, the things that we can we feel like we can help them with. Uh, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves and try to map out, you know, their career arc or anything like that. But I would say that um, summer league is usually the time that we use to establish a baseline of where we see the player, and then from there we will sit down as a as an organization and try to map out some. Um, some specific goals in different areas using summer league as the baseline for that and then we use the rest of the summer to track those and get ourselves to to uh, training camp and then to kind of assess and see if we need to make some new ones so um that'll be the same process we've gone through i, I do think that uh the improvements that daniel uh dakari those guys have made and in, in the, the patience that they've shown and how methodically they've gone through uh their work 
has built has really been reflected in their improvement. You know, I think they obviously Dakari's played some um, you know legitimate minutes for us and, and started games for us, helped us win some games this year, and uh, we're excited to see Daniel you know have an opportunity to to, to play in summer league and uh, so you know we'll see where those things go going forward. Again, things get underway tomorrow for the Oklahoma City Thunder on the uh, Summer League, and we'll discuss it here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, and you get a chance to actually see them over the weekend a a few times, and then we will discuss that when we come back on Monday, and of course, we'll keep you up to date with the Carmelo Anthony thing, and remember, going out to Vegas, a lot of things happen in Vegas, guys get a chance to do business, so who knows what exactly might pop out of any meetings that Sam Presti has, or any discussions Sam Presti has with anybody else in the NBA. Finally, Lonzo Ball and his camp putting it out there that he's injured, so he doesn't want to get traded. The San Antonio Spurs still have not made a move for Kawhi Leonard. They don't want to trade with the Lakers. Kawhi is set on playing with the Lakers. The Lakers don't have to make a move because they can get him next year, much like they thought they were going to do with Paul George. Which, if I'm the Lakers, and Kawhi Leonard gets traded to Boston, or Kawhi Leonard gets traded to Philadelphia, and they do a good job of recruiting him, then you're screwed and you didn't get your guy. This is ultimately what happened to you with Paul George. Don't let it happen with Kawhi Leonard if it's the guy that you want. And if it means you've got to give up some young guys to do it, go right ahead. And if it means you've got to trade some people you didn't want to trade because the Spurs know that Lonzo Ball at a least at this time, is damaged good, go ahead and pull the trigger. Because this is the guy you want. Don't let him go. But then again, I don't really want to see Kawhi Leonard go to the Lakers. I want to, I'd want. i like to see him stay with the Spurs. But if he's not going to stay with the Spurs, I'd rather see him go to Philadelphia or Boston and have a chance to knock off Golden State there. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. As always, everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 